Hey everyone, just thought I'd do something a little bit different today um, on this Tuesday episode. Now, I was asked to do a speech in Christ Pieces, which is a beautiful park here in Cambridge, uh, about a month, six weeks ago, something like that, before the lockdown certainly happened. So it must be in about early October time. And I decided to record it on my phone and I thought I'd share it with you because um, the speech itself, I don't know if I probably have mentioned this a little bit, but I'm involved in local politics and I think the US trade deal, um, as Britain is, you know, has left the European Union, as it's now trying to forge its way in the, in the future with different countries, I think that food standards should be at the very top of the way that we look at um, how food is manufactured, what goes into our food, what sort of food we're feeding our kids and, you know, and our family members. And I was just really concerned that the US trade deal might mean the lowering of the standards that we've had protected as being a member of the European Union. Now, this speech has actually aged um, a little bit because Joe Biden wasn't at the time elected, um, well, wasn't the president-elect, although don't tell Donald Trump, he's not so sure about it as himself as, at the moment. Um, so I do refer to Trump more than I do to Biden. However, Biden has actually done on the 2nd of December um, what I said he probably would do, and that's put America first. And of course, that is his job his, as a leader of that country. And it turns out he's now saying he wants to pause any um, trade deal with any other country until he gets the sort of American domestic policy correct first and American jobs and American competitiveness. Now, this speech is nonpartisan. Um, I do have political views, but this is not about uh, partisan views at all. This is about food standards and what I think uh, the, the standard that we should maintain. Um, and I'd like to hear from you guys. So if you've got any comment on this or any views on this, then please get in touch. Uh, the Facebook group is probably the best way. So that's uh, UK Low Carb uh, as a group. And yeah, I'd like to hear what your thoughts are. Um, so yeah, I'll, um, I'll now play that recording to you. Dan Green, he is the, he has been the Labour candidate at the previous three elections for um, South Cambridgeshire. And he's particularly interested in how this would damage food standards because he owns his own bakery and has his own podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Thanks. <clears throat> Morning, everyone. I'm not feeling too well, but I have had a negative test, so I'm all clear, I'm all clear. Um, I particularly want to talk about food standards today because I think it's a thing that most people in this park walking past don't even think about, and yet we've got this invisible protection which protects them and us all the time. But when it's gone, you don't even know the impact of the change until maybe 10 years from now. And that's what worries me. I'm going to talk in particular about the impact that has on our NHS, which is really important. Now, I'm here today for my wife and my children. I'm here for my family, my friends and everyone who can't be here today. I'm here because I'm standing up for the quality of the food that we put into our mouths. A quality that the US food industry is not interested in because the food industry is only ever interested in profit. Now, I've got a short history lesson as an ex-history teacher. I hope you don't mind. Get comfortable. In 1971, President Nixon appointed Earl Butts to become the Secretary of Agriculture. And Butts said, for 40 years, my philosophy has been on the side of the private sector. He also said, we're going to make this industry pay. And the way to make it economically attractive is to regain respectability for a very simple six-letter word, and it's spelt P-R-O-F-I-T, profit. The food industry and its focus is always profit, not standards, not your health. 
It's a profit of the manufacturer that counts the food industry. And from that time until now, we have a global pandemic of metabolic health syndrome. The catalyst, of course, has been fake processed synthetic food, high in sugar and high in unhealthy fats. We've been victims of an increase in heart disease, type 2 diabetes, strokes, obesity, and the rising costs to our precious NHS. And this trade deal will make this problem squared. The cost of convenience, the cost of profit, and the cost of this US trade deal is our health, and the health and the very future of the NHS. Now, we already have a metabolic pandemic, and it's worse than the COVID pandemic. But the US trade deal will only make this worse through chlorinated chicken, hormone and antibiotic-fed cows, genetically modified vegetables and other deregulation that will make profit for the few and cost the NHS billions. Now, Sir Peter Westmacott, the previous UK ambassador to the US, said, the moment you get Delaware chickens being sold across the United Kingdom and the mass production of hormone-enhanced beef and lamb competing with our niche farmers in the Welsh and Scottish Highlands and also in Cambridgeshire, many of our farmers and poultry producers will be under severe threat. Now, the argument is always, always the same. What about the free market? The free market rules everything, apparently, in our lives. But what free market do the Americans, and particularly Trump, believe in? They believe in protecting their billionaire friends and about protectionism for their profits. It's not about the price in your pocket. It's about making sure the government steps in to help out the most wealthy. And that's why I don't trust Trump. Now, it's easy with a grotesque character like Trump to get lost in the outrageous things that he says, but we must look at his actions. He slashed the corporate tax rate from 35 to 21%, helping his rich friends at the expense of the US citizens. And he divided over 5,500 5, Mexican families locking children in cages. Those actions speak words. They tell us that he doesn't care about ordinary people like us. And I can tell you this as well. When it comes to telling our Prime Minister what to do, he'll speak to Johnson, our weak PM, and Cummings will then tell Johnson what to do. The only strength we have is in standing together against bullies like Trump. And believe me, Biden will also put America first. Standing together is important. That's what we always did when we were in the EU. Being a member of the EU meant that we, our strength came from standing together in solidarity, strength in numbers, and leaving the EU risk all of our hard-won protections and leaves us vulnerable to Trump and his profit motive. And that's why I'm standing with you today. I believe in improving our food standards and not a race to the bottom. The Prime Minister says levelling up. He doesn't mean it. Who believes the Prime Minister believes in levelling up? It's a race to the bottom. Rights and protections have never come from those in power, but from us. Meeting like we are today, the suffragettes, the civil rights movement, all these movements were by people meeting like we are today. So from this place, from these rallies all across the country today, I say no to this US trade deal. Thank you. <laughs>